The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, BMS Builders, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome into our show. This is the Brian Bailey Show. We're going to brighten up your dreary Monday with a great show lined up for you. Three times Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, the former East Carolina linebacker, the Hall of Famer at East Carolina. Robert Jones will join us. We'll talk about the NFL as it is today. We'll get his thoughts on the Super Bowl matchup between the Chiefs and the Eagles, and we'll talk about his son, Zay Jones, the former Pirate wide receiver who's had such a great, great season. We'll talk with Robert about all those topics. And then in the back half hour of our show, Holton Aylers, another collegiate all-star game, another MVP performance for Holton Aylers, the former East Carolina Pirate quarterback. So he'll join us coming up in just a bit on our show. But Robert Jones kicks us off and we're back with more on the Brian Bailey Show right after this. It's important to make the right call this NFL playoff season. Make the right call with your team by ordering Wings Over Greenville. Wings Over Greenville has over 20 different flavors to choose from that are sure to be a touchdown every time. Pair those wings with a side of waffle fries or garlic parm tater tots. And if you decide to call an audible, try their delicious chicken sandwiches or wraps. Don't forget, they deliver. With no third party needed, Wings Over Greenville has their own in-house delivery service. Make the right call today by dialing 758-9464. Wings Over on three. One, two, three. Wings Wings over. Over. Greenville Utilities Electric customers will soon be able to receive text notifications in the event of power outages. Enrollment is automatic, so make sure GUC has your cell phone number by signing into your account at GUC.com, then update the information in your user profile. Want to talk with someone instead? Call 252-752-7166 during business hours. 252-752-7166. Update us so we can update you. Visit GUC.com for more information. Your vehicle is a big part of your life. That's why you should trust the team at Greenville Auto World for all your vehicle needs. Greenville Auto World believes in fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right. Visit GreenvilleAutoWorld.net to see their fully stocked inventory of SUVs, trucks, and cars. Need a lift kit, custom rims, or wheels? Greenville Auto World can upgrade your vehicle today. For sales or service, visit Greenville Auto World on Highway 43 in Greenville. The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around. Guaranteed. Add some sparkle and style to your home and save at Bostic Sug Furniture. Give your home a new look in the new year with beautiful new furniture. Right now, get a Bostic Sug first-time-ever offer with three ways to save. One, get a sales tax discount on any purchase. Two, get a $100 in MasterCard Rewards cards for every $1,000 you spend. And finally, get six months special financing. So add some sparkle and style to your home with a little help from Bostic Sug Furniture. Hello, Pirate Nation. This is Jamie Cuccinella, inviting you and your family to come by Cuccinella's Pizzeria and Italian Ice. Cuccinella's has been serving our special family recipe, New York-style pizza, since 1932. We think you'll taste the difference in just one bite. When you come in for a pie, don't forget to try our house-made Italian ice or gelato. We make small batches every day from scratch with all fresh ingredients. Cuccinella's on Old Tar Road in Winterville and a new location coming soon to Uptown Green. This is Carson Wissenhunt, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. 
All right, welcome back to the show on this Monday. Getting you set for Super Bowl 57 in a couple of weeks. We're efforting right now trying to get up with the uh, East Carolina Hall of Fame linebacker, the three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, Robert Jones, who has promised to be with us in our first half hour. The uh, scores from yesterday, the Eagles knocked off the 49ers 31-7 in a game that really wasn't any fun to watch because the 49ers ran out of quarterbacks and uh, they were already on their third and then went through the fourth and then they basically had nobody. So it was really one of those uh really dreary games to watch the second game was good although it came down to a key penalty late and uh, kansas city beat cincinnati 23 20 so it's the eagles and the chiefs for super bowl 57 all right now we've got him on the line robert jones the east carolina hall of fame linebacker three-time super bowl champ with the dallas cowboys robert how's your monday going so far my monday is busy man believe it or not man i do think about east carolina every day and i'm actually at a low where it's a Manager's a part alumni, so I'm on the alumni people. So I can I can talk now, Brian. Uh, all right, I'm I'm glad. Sounds like you're you're, you're uh yeah, multitasking. So that's that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting as we go. But we'll uh, we'll give it a shot for sure. No. no. I'm I'm sitting still, man. Okay, all right, you're you're good now. Okay, all right. Let's talk about the uh, the games from yesterday. What did you think of the two uh, championship games yesterday? No. It's funny that you asked that. Um, both games, I, I, Brian. I have my own opinion, but I'm gonna be very political with it because I don't want a bunch of questions being shot at you after I get off the phone. But fire them up. <laughs> but I did enjoy the games. I enjoyed the games. I enjoyed the Cincinnati game probably more because the score was closer. It was more exciting. I just uh, I don't like the way the referees have just dictated how these games go. So I know you've heard the rumors about, you know, refs are cheating and fans think that it's cheating. It's turned into a WWE type of event. I don't think it's turned into a WWE event. I just think that um, the referees are so scrutinized. Um, if it's in doubt, just call it and then let the booth change it. So I just don't like the way the, the game is, is just turned into such a, you know, a soft game. And then some of these calls, they, they just go, they're just unpredictable. You know, they should have called a personal foul on, you know, a Kansas City defender when he hit Joe Burrows, but they didn't call that. But they called it when, you know, Cincinnati hit Patrick Mahomes. And it's just so unfair how the game is just called, that's all. What did you think of that last penalty? Because basically that was the game. I mean, the Chiefs would have had a long field goal attempt, most likely, and it shortened it to 45. So uh, you're looking at around 60. They may have had one play to maybe get a little closer, but uh, that certainly moved them well within field goal range. I thought it was a good call, but you know, in the heat of the moment like that, you you, you got to be smarter, don't you? You got to be smarter. That penalty was legitimate. I I even said to my wife, we were watching the game last night. Believe it or not, Manisha loves to watch football. We, we love some Manisha now. <laughs> but that penalty was legitimate. Um, that was a legitimate call. He was far out of bounds, and then he hit him. And I'm like, all right, well, that's the game. I just got up after that. I'm like, I started cleaning up. And I'm like, all right, party's over. And it most certainly was, and uh, Kansas City wins it on that Harrison Butker field goal, forty-five yards out in the final seconds. Uh, Kansas City twenty-three and Cincinnati twenty. The first game, and, and you know, you played so long in the pros, and, and you know how this, the rules have changed through the years. But it's almost like you know teams should be allowed to have a third quarterback, an emergency quarterback. You know, and, and they are allowed, I guess, because they can make it one of their roster spots. But even add a roster spot for an emergency quarterback back for a situation that happened to uh, San Francisco on Sunday. Yeah, I, I when I saw that, I'm like, first of all, the backup quarterback got me. I've never heard of the guy before, and that's not to discredit him. It's just that I've never heard of that backup quarterback, so I was just wondering where he came from. I started, you know, I tweeted and I text, and I'm like, well, where did the backup quarterback come from? And Never got an answer, so I said, "Oh well." And um, I didn't—I didn't think he played bad. I didn't think he played good. I didn't think he played bad. But then, when he got hurt, pretty much the same injury, I'm like, "Well, what are they gonna do now?" Yeah, you know. Um, and then they 
analyst, I think it was Tony Romo that said that uh, they may have to use uh, what's the running back's name? Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh, man, this is this is horrible. I'm like, San Fran really had a shot at this, and now you know, losing two quarterbacks, it's it's not good. I think if Purdy would have been healthy, you know, the entire game, uh, San Fran would have really had a had a chance because I, I just don't see Kansas City as a convincing winner. Like they used to be convincing where you you could see at the beginning of the game the talent that they had, you know, was really too much. I think Kelsey's one of the greatest tight ends that we would ever witness playing this game. Um but you can find a way to to cover Kelsey. Um, I don't think the receivers that that KC has is, is um, you know that great. Where you really have to um, you have to pay attention to them. I mean, they were effective, but I think with uh, Tyreek Hill, they would have been more potent. You know, Kansas, he really made a difference in that Kansas City team. So anyway, I'm not taking any credit away from Patrick Mahomes and the other guys on there, but. But Tyreek Hill really makes a difference. When you look at the matchup now, the Eagles and the Chiefs in Super Bowl Fifty Seven, what are your thoughts uh, initially? We've got two weeks to to kind of you know think about it and kind of narrow down what we what we think is going to happen. But what do you think initially? I think Philadelphia got a a very good running running game. I think uh, uh, the quarterback is a is a better runner. Um, Patrick Mahomes is definitely a, a better passer. But I think overall, as a total team unit, that Philadelphia has a better team. And I'm not a Philadelphia fan at all. Me either. I'm just giving, I'm just giving credit where credit is is due. Um, you know, but who knows? You know how the game will go. You just don't. You just don't know. And then the way you you plan, you know, for a team and prepare, you know, it could be it could be a a lopsided game. It could be an evenly matched game. It just depends. It's like who wants it on that on that given Sunday. Sunday. You got a couple of former Pirates playing for the Eagles. And then Ball Joseph came over to help on the defensive line, and Gardner Minshew is a backup quarterback who who could see action if something happens to Jalen Hurts. So you've got that angle as far as that goes. But uh, when you when you look at, at 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 the playoffs as a whole, and I go back to my favorite team, who you won three Super Bowls with. What do the Cowboys do now? And do you agree with what Kellen Moore with with his the decision to to get rid of him? He was just named as the offensive coordinator of the Chargers moments ago, so he's headed. He's got a new job. But what do you think of that? Well, I didn't know he got a job that fast, but I don't know. Um, I don't know if if the if the coaches were the issue um, with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean. You know, obviously they made choices within the staff instead of getting rid of the whole staff. Um, maybe Jerry just wanted less work to do this offseason. He wants to enjoy his offseason. I don't know. Um, but as far as as far as I see, if I'm looking at that team and I'm assessing it, you know, the changes that I would make would be the running back and the quarterback. That- and at running back – I don't know if Zeke will be back. He may come back on a on a, a lesser contract, a little lower salary, that kind of thing. There's talk about that, but they're pretty much stuck with Dak for a while, I think. Well, they yes and no. You 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 keep who you want, and you get rid of who you want, and you get who you want. Um, I really believe that's the case. When you really want a player, you find a way to get a player. When you really want to get rid of a player, you find a way to get rid of that player. Um, I think Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, I'm not going to take all the all the credit away from him. I think he's a good player. I just think when he got that big deal, he got relaxed. You can never get relaxed. It's the NFL. It's what I tell my boys. You can't ever get relaxed. You have to play like you're <clears throat> like you're the last pick in the draft or something. You got to play with a chip on your shoulder the entire time. You have to play knowing that. They are hiring people inside of those facilities to replace you every day. And what people don't know, you know, from an NFL franchise, every day when you go out on the field and you practice as a player, 
they're working out other players every single day. They're working somebody out. They're trying to find people to replace you. The minute you step inside the franchise, they're trying to find somebody to replace you. That's that department's job. Find people that are better than what we had. Well, while we're on the subject of the Cowboys, my opinion is this, that they've got the talent, but for some reason when they get in the playoffs, they just don't make winning plays. And if you think back to the three Super Bowls you guys won and all of the winning plays that the Troy Aikmans and the Michael Irvins and, and even on defense, you know, the Robert Joneses, all, all the, the Ken Norton Juniors, I mean, the winning plays. But you think back to the San Francisco game a week ago when Dallas lost 19-12, to 12, there were so many times that that if someone had made a winning play, Trayvon Diggs had two chances to make winning plays. He had an interception that fell right out of his gut, and he had the, the tight end, San Francisco's tight end, came over the middle and had that that juggling catch, and he had a great chance to put a hit on him that would have knocked the ball loose, and he whiffed on it. And I just think that those little plays like that, Dak on second and two, throwing an interception from his own 12-yard line, I mean, th- those are winning plays that you have to make if you're going to be a championship football team. Yeah, but but Brian, I'm going to fight you on that. All right. Fight you on that. Fight one. me. And, and and then here's the reason why I would say that. You're exactly right. Like Trayvon Diggs had a, had a chance to make a play on the tight end. I saw the tight end bobbling the ball, and, and if Trayvon Diggs would have hit him in the chest, you know, he would have coughed the ball up. But that's the problem. Trayvon Diggs came in trying to abide by the new rules. He doesn't want to get fined or get thrown out of the game. So he came in trying to hold his head down, get his helmet out the way so he won't make helmet-to-helmet contact, hitting a defenseless receiver. You know, to me, you know, what I really want to say, I can't say on your radio show, but I think it's a bunch of crap how they've changed the rules, you know, with, with these receivers catching the balls. It should be, you know, all game, when it comes to plays like that, you can hit him in the chest. I mean, he's trying to catch the ball to make a play. As a defender, you're trying to separate the ball. When I played, even under Bill Lewis, one of Bill Lewis' things were separate the ball carrier from the ball. Separate them. And now that the game has gotten so soft, you got guys attempting to make a tackle like Trayvon Diggs, hoping that, you know, if I hold my head down, you can clearly see it. If you run it back and you go slow, you can see him take his head and he drop his eyes down to the ground. Now he can't see. And then he runs right by the receiver trying to catch the ball. He was trying to avoid a hit that would have cost him 15 more yards from that hit because if it had hit him, and it'll knock his teeth out. Flags would have went everywhere. And then Trayvon Diggs would have had a personal foul. He might have been thrown out of the game. And so now he's thrown out of the game. Now how can you win with your best corner sitting on the sideline or maybe in the locker room? That's a good point because I did I did go back and look at it and I was trying to figure out how in the world did you miss on the hit. I really didn't think about that aspect of it that that you know you can I know you can be penalized for hitting a defenseless receiver, but I just thought you know those two plays and and, and there were other players that that could have made you know winning plays and they just for whatever reason they just didn't make any winning plays and they'd have a season where they made a lot of winning plays. I mean you know. Before Dak went on this interception spree, which I don't know, you know, how does a quarterback start his career and be absolutely brilliant at times, and then all of a sudden he he can't figure out, you know, he's just not making he's not making smart plays. That's a difference than winning plays. He's not making smart plays. Well, I'll say it this way: as far as the quarterback is concerned, you know, I'm not a Dak Prescott fan, but in all fairness, it's all about winning. Trevor Lawrence threw four picks, but we won. Right. You know, Jacksonville won. It's when you win. When you win, people look at your mistakes as mistakes. When you lose, then your mistakes are looked at a lot more under a microscope. And then they start to question whether you had heart. They start to question whether you could play the game. Did you approach the game right? Um, 
they have all kinds of questions about you, and they doubt you as a player, your effort. You know, I don't think Dak Prescott went on the field and say, you know, I'm going to throw some picks in this game. I'm just going to take some chance to throw some picks, and then I don't care. He's trying to make plays. I will say that. Again, I'm not a Prescott fan, but he's trying to make plays. The The big issue is, is that they didn't win. If Dak and his team, the Dallas Cowboys, had won that game, then nobody would be talking about the interceptions he thrown. They would have said more like what Trevor Lawrence, what happened to Trevor Lawrence. Man, he threw three picks and he overcame them because that's exactly what happened to Trevor Lawrence. He threw four picks and he overcame it. And he threw for more than 300 yards. We won the game and nobody talked about it. Just how it goes. Well, I, I guess what and the other thing that bothers me is is down the stretch in the season after a game he would throw you know he threw the pick I'm sure you were at the game with Jacksonville because they was there but he throws the pick now that really wasn't his fault in overtime you know Noah Brown it was a weird play that they probably couldn't duplicate in a hundred chances but it happened but you go back in the in the press room and you look at all the cameras and the microphones and you say you know that's on me I can't make those mistakes you know, I'm going to get better and then the next game you throw two picks and you come back and say the same thing and you say the same thing I mean it's just at some point and I don't know if Kellen Moore was part of the problem and that's why he's not with the Cowboys anymore or what the deal was but at some point it's one thing to take ownership but if you continue to take ownership and and really if you look at the 49er game there was another pick that could have been a pick six that the guy dropped. Well, Kellen Moore, somebody had to be, you know, the guy that just gets the blame, you know, for everything that happened. Somebody had to be the blame. So if Dallas has a great season this year, then it's confirmed that Kellen Moore was the blame. But from my understanding, what I heard, and I just heard this this morning, the Cowboys had the number two offense. So if you got the number two offense, you can't do nothing but get better. But if you got the number two offense, you know, then I don't know if the offensive coordinator was a problem. I, I have a hard time believing that the offensive coordinator is a problem. And everybody loves Dan Quinn, you know, you know, from a defensive coordinator perspective. So what is wrong, you know, with the Cowboys? What is what is wrong with the Cowboys? So, um, you know, it it could be starting from the top. You got to look at you got to look at the very top. I agree with you. And it's funny, while we're talking, ESPN's doing a story on Kellen Moore getting the Chargers job as the offensive coordinator, and they're showing all of Dak's picks right here while we're talking about it. So I'm kind of reliving it as we're talking with Robert Jones. We'll take a commercial break right now. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about his son Zay's great year with the Jacksonville Jaguars and, and what Zay's future might be like. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show on this Monday after this. New you, new Papa Bites. Chicken parm, jalapeno, and Oreo cookie Papa Bites. Just in time for those New Year's resolutions, huh? <laughs> Don't worry, we won't tell anyone. Hey, Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at PapaJohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates! I'm Michael Vaughn with East Coast Grading and Utilities. Many of you know my dad, David Vaughn, and his work in putting in subdivisions all over Pirate Nation. But East Coast Grading and Utilities is not just for those type of big jobs. We're here for the homeowners, whether it's concrete, driveways, hauling rock or sand. Whatever you need, East Coast Grading and Utilities can get the job done. Call us at 252-531-7494 or check us out on Facebook at East Coast Grading and Utilities. It's bow time. You've probably heard folks say, don't call it a comeback. But at Bojangles, we don't like to beat around the bush. So when the sizzling, savory pork chop griller's back in all its tender, marinated chili lime glory, and you can get a pork chop griller combo for just $4.59, go ahead, call it a comeback. Get a legendary pork chop griller combo for just $4.59, only at Bojangles. It's bow time. This is Mark Washington with Max Sports Performance at Max Fitness. 
our facility has reopened and is following all safety protocols. The best thing you can do to strengthen your immune system is, of course, to work out and exercise on a regular basis. I can assist you as your performance coach. You can also enjoy the benefits of a private facility. Avoid the crowds and work out at Max Fitness. Now is the time to get healthy. Max Fitness just off Highway 43 in the old Ace Hardware Building behind Speedway in Greenville. Call me, Mark Washington, 902-4877. This is Brian Bailey, host of The Brian Bailey Show, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to our show. Visiting with one of my all-time favorite Pirates, the East Carolina Hall of Famer, Robert Jones. The Jones family is football royalty at East Carolina, and it's always uh, good. We had a chance to uh, visit with Zay and Robert both uh, during the spring last year, I think it was. He came, they came into town. Robert comes to some of the games during the season, and it's always good to see Robert, always good to see Zay. And Robert, Zay had a great year in his first year down in Jacksonville, didn't he? They had a really good year, and I'm so happy uh, for him um, because he really got a chance to show what he could do. Uh, and that's that's what he really wanted to do his first year. So I think the difference with him is, is that his, his confidence level is so high now. Um, and that's, that's what it's all about when you get to that level. You just got to have confidence. When you look at the game that he had against the Cowboys and what a game he had, six catches, 109 yards, and the three touchdowns, did he kind of give you a little business after the game's over and say, hey, I got your boys? No, he he didn't. Um, you know, we we talk after every game, you know, you know, especially home games because I go to the home games and then obviously, you know, I get in the car and ride with him back home just to recap on what he thinks. Um but he didn't. He didn't talk like that. He, I think he feels good that he he has played and showed people that he can play in this league. And um, and when we talk, it's more like, you know, Pop, what do you think? Because I've always just been saying, Hey, you did this wrong. You probably should have did this a little better, or something like that. And, I mean, that's that's about it. I mean, it's it's more of a assessment of how he did individually. All right, tell me what a what an outstanding linebacker with the three Super Bowl rings tells a wide receiver that he's doing wrong. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I got you on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. But it, it's not a whole lot. The, the only thing I can say to him is that you know I have covered some wide receivers um, in the slot because I played a lot of outside linebacker when I did play with uh, with the Miami Dolphins. But the only thing that I would say to Zay is that. Hey man, um, there gonna be some games that you get a lot of balls. There gonna be some games where you won't get balls, but you got to keep the same attitude. You got to always encourage the quarterback. You play a position where you need someone else to perform well, so you can perform well. So just remember that you know that your quarterback is is key. You know, you guys go eat lunch together. You do a whole lot of things together. Become his best friend. Um, and don't do what maybe you saw Diggs do when he didn't get balls. That's true. Well, there's a video going around that I think it's gone viral, but it's, it's Trevor Lawrence on the sideline and Zay talking to him and saying, hey, bro, we're going to be fine. You know, We're going to be just fine. And I think that that we, – we think back to Zay as an East Carolina Pirate and the leadership that he showed here, and we kind of saw that with that little piece of video. Yeah, he's – Zay has always been that way, and Zay was encouraging. You know, I got to say that I wasn't, I wasn't the, the most uh, encouraging fan when he was with Buffalo because I felt like a lot of things were not, you know, falling in place for him. Things were not in his favor. Um, I didn't like the quarterback situation there. I, I was not a big fan of Tyrod Taylor, um, and. But Zay, he stayed consistent. I mean, he's just a people person. He loves people, and and I would say, hey man, I'm just I'm not a big Tyrod Taylor fan. He, and he would find the positives in his in his player because that was his quarterback. So he's never talked negative about any quarterback. He's never talked negative about any player that he's played with. You know, it's just that he's kept the same 
attitude. So it was so easy for him to, you know, to gravitate towards Trevor and be the type of person he is to Trevor. So that doesn't surprise me. What I saw on the field with him and Trevor and that talk, it doesn't surprise me because that's who, that's who Zay is. And and Derek Carr was very complimentary when uh, Zay was with the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, very complimentary of his work ethic and and everything that he did there. Yeah, Derek, uh, Derek and Zay worked out a lot in the off season, and that's what was so um, so you know disappointing, I guess, troubling for him because a lot of times at the Raiders you would see that Zay wasn't getting a whole lot of balls when he was when he was playing for the Raiders and. And the thing that I kept doing with him is, is encouraging him. To, hey, man, it's it's gonna come around. It's like he just got to gain confidence in you. He got to gain confidence in you. He's he's gonna come around, you know. And he get all these, you know, these encouraging things. He wins the off season award, you know, the strongest player or strongest wide receiver. Um, and Derek Carr says all these great things in preseason. John Gruden was saying these great things in preseason, and then he wasn't getting any balls. He may get one ball. He might not get none. He was used to block, and uh, it was just tough for him to digest. And uh, But I, I will say he stayed consistent, and he never said one negative thing about Derek Carr. Um, again, that's, that's just the type of person he is. And I think when he did make plays, at the Raiders, you know, there's nothing that Derek could say. It's almost like conviction. Take us back to the playoff game when the Jaguars fell behind 27 nothing. You touched a little bit about, you know, throwing interceptions by coming back and winning the games, but I mean, how concerned were you when the Jags were down 27-zip? Oh, man, I'm going to tell you, Brian, we, we're in the club seat area, and I was pacing. <laughs> and, and every game I'm always pacing anyway, but I was, I was on a little more pace. You know, this game, I think I was pacing maybe 10 miles an hour instead of five miles an hour. But but anyway, that that game when, when Dallas scored and then, and then they scored again and then they scored again, I mean, I was just disappointed. Man. I was just disappointed. And then, you know, obviously they got the uh, the 27 points. And uh, I'm sitting beside Manisha because I sat down. I mean, I stopped pacing. I went and sat down. I said, if they score one more time here, I think it's over. You know, I said, but I do feel like if we can get one touchdown before we go in, one, just one touchdown before we go in a half, we might have a chance to win this game. We might have a chance to win this game. So when I think, I think it was our tight end that scored the first touchdown right before the half, Evan Ingram. When he got that, I'm like, okay, we got hope. We got hope. So, you know, things started shaping up. I'm like, they can go in. They can kind of turn things around, which they did. And, yeah, obviously, you saw the results. Yeah, the results were very nice. Eight catches, 74 yards for Zay Jones in the game and a touchdown as the Jaguars came all the way back to beat the Chargers 31-30 to advance to the divisional round of the playoffs. And, and you know, when you look at that roster that the Jaguars have, they've got a young team. Doug Peterson's obviously a, an excellent coach, led the Eagles to a, a Super Bowl championship. So I think there's a lot of positive. Talk about what Zay was thinking about as a free agent when he was signing. I know we got an offer. I think we've talked before the Bears made a nice offer for him, but that was a little too cold for Zay, and I think Zay picked out a pretty good place to go in Jacksonville. I, I don't think the Bears was too cold, I, you know, because he's played in Buffalo. That's Zay true. Kind of one of Zay is kind of one of those guys. He's he's more of a man than his dad was because when I was, <laughs> when I was going in cold environments, I had long sleeves on, and I'm like, and I guess as a receiver, in all fair, all fairness, when he's a receiver. You know, you probably feel the ball more when it's against the skin versus against cloth. Um, so I don't blame him. But um, there were there were a few teams that made that made nice offers, and um, you know, it just it came down to um, a situation where how many games, you know, were we going to be able to see and play? What's the best situation? You know, and people don't think about this as as. Uh, athletes look at it you got to look at it as a business also you know chicago illinois has a a state tax so the money that they offered him 
in in Chicago was about the same amount of money in Florida because Florida has a no state tax right. and uh and the Raiders just uh you know it was an insulting offer uh, you know based on what he was capable of doing and what everybody else was offering and let's just say the Raiders you know didn't come nowhere near where Jacksonville, Kansas City, and uh, Chicago were. So that's right, Brian. They could have could have been a chief too. But yeah, how about that? <laughs> but you know what? I think he. As a matter of fact, I know he chose the right place. I think you know. It just came down to you know the the guys around him. He felt comfortable with Evan Ingram. He felt comfortable with Christian Kirk. You know, Trevor's going to be that quarterback that's going to do nothing but groom and just get better and better and better. Um, they're really going to have a good football team this coming fall. And um, I think the mixture with the, the guys that they're going to bring in is just going to mess real well for them. Well, I tell you what, we wish him only the best of luck, and uh, we enjoy watching him play. I didn't enjoy so much when he was running through my Cowboy defense like he did. He was wide open on that one touchdown catch, but it was one of those things where I'm rooting for the Cowboys, but I'm also rooting for Zay Jones because he's such a, a good guy, and uh, as I said, you guys are football royalty at East Carolina. Robert, before we let you go, who are you picking in the Super Bowl, Philadelphia or Kansas City? Uh, Brian, I'm just going to... I'm just going to have a little Super Bowl party, and you invited me. There you go. I'm heading to Raleigh. But I moved, so I'm in a different spot. Oh, okay. But but anyway, I, hey, I'll give you my address right now. You ready? I'm ready. I'm not going to give my address. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can text it to me. How about that? I'm just going to have the game on. I'm going to have some food. I'm just going to enjoy it. Um, it's going to be fun. I, I really don't care who wins. I really don't, man. I'm such a, I'm such a, uh, you know, a dad fan. You know, I, I just, I just like to watch my boys, man. I just like to watch my boys and and um, enjoy watching them be successful. And and it's so easy for me. I know it's hard for you, Brian, but it's easy for me to root against the Cowboys when the Jags are playing them. <laughs> well, I guess so. It's a little different, but I understand. Seattle, yeah. I understand. All right, Robert. Hey, thanks so much for your time. Certainly enjoyed the conversation and uh, looking forward to see you again maybe this fall. How about that? Or the Super Bowl party if you do send me your address. I will. I'll send it to you, Brian. <laughs> all right. If I go to that party, I'm going to get a picture and I'm going to put it all over social media. Me and Robert watching the Super Bowl. We can do that. All right. Robert Jones, the East Carolina Hall of Famer and the three-time Super Bowl champ with the Dallas Cowboys. We'll take another commercial break. Holt Naylor's is up next after another MVP performance. Back with more after this. BMS Builders is your premier custom builder in eastern North Carolina. With homes in Blackwood, Mills Creek, Dalton's Cove and Farmville, and Belmar and Aiden, they're constantly expanding. Now to Laurel Glen and Sarah's Way, plus the new duplex community at Abigail Trails. BMS Builders can build the home of your dreams. Just ask Dr. Dennis Ross in Greenville or ECU football coach Mike Houston. They built their homes, and they can build yours as well. Call 916-1578 for BMS Builders. The best burgers around. Everyone loves a thick, juicy, and fresh burger. Tiebreakers in Greenville, plus the all-new Tiebreakers in Winterville do real burgers better than anybody. So don't just go to any burger-themed restaurant chain. It's time to break the chain and eat local. Tiebreakers, real burgers at its best. Everybody loves burgers. This isn't your regular cola, so this isn't your regular cola ad. No beach parties or family barbecues here, just Nitro Pepsi, the first cola ever infused with nitrogen. So forget everything you thought you knew about soda, because that nitrogen gives us a whole new experience. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. You don't pour this like any other cola. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. Can your cola do that? I didn't think so. 
Unless you've got your own Nitro Pepsi. In which case, cheers to your great taste. Because you already know that the only thing better than the poor is the unapologetic cola taste. What else is there to say? From the creamy foam to the smooth texture to its unbelievably delicious flavor, this is cola like you've never had it before. Time to bring your taste buds to the next frontier. Nitro Pepsi. Smooth. Creamy. Delicious. The Rick House is Eastern North Carolina's premier restaurant and bourbon authority. Jefferson's, Basil Hayden, Woodford Reserve, and a Midwinter Night's Dram are just a few of the incredible bourbon options. The Rick House features the very best steaks and fresh, made-from-scratch pastas. The Rick House can host your corporate event or special parties in the 3,000-square-foot banquet hall. Join the Rick House for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and for the wine tastings on the last Friday of every month. The Rick House. Hey, Pirate fans, this is Coach Mike Schwartz. The physicians at Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center have been caring for our athletes at ECU for more than 35 years. Whether it's treatment for your sports injury or it's time for that joint replacement, Orthopedics East provides the latest in operative and non-operative orthopedic care, physical therapy, and diagnostic testing. They also provide urgent orthopedic care on the weekends. For experienced and professional services, call the folks at Orthopedics East at 757-2663 or visit them online at orthoeast.com. Go Pirates! Pirate Radio. I'll listen to you guys all the time, especially when it's coming up to game week with the Pirates, and I assure you I'll be listening to Pirate Radio at some point during the fall this year. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. Right, welcome back to The Brian Bailey Show. They call him Mr. MVP. Well, they will now because all he does is win MVP trophies. Holt Naylor's the former East Carolina quarterback, the MVP of the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl over the weekend at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. His American squad beat the national squad 19-19. 17. Holton was 9 of 12 through the air, 189 yards and a touchdown. And he joins us now. He's busy packing right now because he's got to keep on moving as we get closer and closer to the NFL draft later on and, and all of that stuff that's going on for Holton Aylers. But uh, Holton, thanks so much for joining us. And what was it like in Pasadena? Yeah, thanks, Brian. Um, it, it was great. You know, we stayed right in the, the heart of LA um, and, and kind of stayed there. And we drive to Pasadena, which is about. 20 minute drive um every day to practice practicing the rose bowl every single day and um it was it was definitely a first class event you know just being around um hall of fame and hall of fame coaches you know hall of fame players and then a, a ton of current players too that made the trip so it was it was really cool all right now take us back you know you're getting ready for the birmingham bowl we're all down in birmingham alabama getting ready for that and you know the pirates didn't play all that great down the stretch you guys got the last second win against temple then you had to take a month off and you know none of us really knew how the offense was going to going to play because sometimes timing gets messed up and that kind of thing yeah you guys go out and just totally explode win 53 29 you throw five touchdown passes setting a record run for one it was just a magical night uh really a fitting ending for for your career which we thought was going to be your career and you've had a couple of great outings in in all-star games but take us back to that point when you're wrapping things up did you have any idea you were going to go back to back with mvp performances yeah i didn't um you know at that point even though i was playing in the hula bowl that's right surgery was scheduled um for the 17th um actually and the hula bowl i think was the 15th so it kind of just worked out that way and then the hula bowl called and and you know i talked to bill johnson my agent and he said you know any any time, any chance you get to, to get in front of people and to show them who you are, show them the player that you are, um, to do it. And, and I went to the Hula Bowl, um, performed really, really well there. Um, really all week, I felt like interviewed really well with the teams that I interviewed with, and then um, obviously won MVP there. And went back home. I was sitting in my room, got a call what time my surgery was. So it was the 16th at that point. My surgery was the next day. Um, my surgery was supposed to be at 11:15 the next day, and about five minutes after that call, I get a call from NFLPA saying they're inviting me to that game. So, uh, right when I thought, you know, my schedule was finally set, I had to call my agent, call my family, and then kind of figure out what I was doing from there. And obviously decided to, to go play in this game with the kind of the same reasons. Um, you know, there was going to be bigger faces there, um, more competition, and just to show that I can continue to play. 
When you think about the odds of someone pulling off what you pulled off, not only the MVP at the bowl game, but then you, you go into an all-star game. When you play in an all-star game as a player, you know you're only going to have a limited number of snaps because there's other quarterbacks that, that you know want to get an equal number of snaps. And, and there's other if it, no matter no matter what position you're playing, there are players that are going to get snaps too. So you're not going to get to play the entire game. So you get the MVP of that deal, then you get you know the NFLPA invitation, and you get the MVP of that deal i mean it's really it's really mind-boggling the odds of someone pulling that off have you even thought about you know what the odds would be yeah i haven't really you know all week i just told myself to take advantage of whatever reps i got um you know and it was limited kind of like you said i mean we had three quarterbacks rotating in throughout practice and then obviously throughout the game um you know for me it was just you know show them what i can do show them who i am in in the time that i was there um and the reps that i had and i certainly felt like i did that in the game and I mean, really, I felt like I had, you know, probably the the best um, week of practice that I've had in a really long time, too. So I felt like I really um, showed the teams what I could do and showed those scouts what I can do. And obviously, I did did the same thing in the game. Just another great performance, nine of twelve, one eighty nine, a touchdown. As we said, the American wins at nineteen seventeen. Really, the winning score doesn't really matter, but it's got to feel good that you're on the winning side. Another MVP trophy. How did you get that thing home on the plane? Did they let you bring it on there. Yeah, I, uh, it's way heavier than, than it looks. <laughs> you know, every, everyone that I've handed it to, they're like, good grief. I mean, it's probably 20, 25 pounds. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I stuffed it in my book bag, told them that, uh, the, the checkpoint. I was like, look, you know, I just won this trophy, and, like, can I can I bring it on the plane with me? And they're like, can we see it? And I was like, yeah. And I showed them, and they were like, oh, yeah, we saw you on TV last night. Like, it's <laughs> Yeah, they let me through and uh, just kept it on my book bag and, until I got home last night. That's a great. You say, do you know who I am? I'm the MVP of the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. Thank you very much. Here's my trophy. Please let me take it on. But that's a that's a, just a, a neat, neat deal. Now, what can you tell us about the, the surgery and, and what's the timetable now? And how much has, does it hurt? It's your non-throwing shoulder, but how much pain are you in when you play right now? Yeah, I'm not in really any pain right now when I play. Um, obviously, if I mean if I land on it in a weird way, um, it'll hurt. But um, you know, I mean, I landed on it in the PA bowl and it didn't affect me at all. And you know, it's to a point now where the muscles around it have built up um, so to where they've kind of sustained it, and, and my shoulder doesn't even go out of place. I mean, I'm pretty much move my shoulder most ways now. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, it happened all the way in September 3rd, so it's been a little bit um, since then. And, and timetable wise, you know, we had. We had surgery scheduled for tomorrow, and, you know, the more I talk to my family and, you know, my agent as well, Bill, um, you know, we're just going to take this momentum, you know, since my shoulder's not hurting or bothering me right now, and we're just going to, you know, continue with the momentum. I'm going to go, I'm leaving tomorrow um, to go train for the draft, you know, hopefully I get a call to get for, you know, a combine invite, and then there's still an outside chance, you know, I get a call from the senior bowl today, which, um, I mean, that's, that's an outside chance, you know, I'm not dependent on it, but, you know, it would be a a good opportunity for me again but yeah I'm, I'm actually heading down to mobile that's where i train either way so where the senior bowl is at so um if something comes up you know and they invite me i'm gonna I'm go there and i mean either way i'm heading to mobile tomorrow and that's the uh, qb country right yep with david morris he, he trains a lot of nfl guys um train at a zoom call with eli manning um earlier this week and then the day before that i had a zoom call with michael vick and, and teddy bridgewater so there's a lot of good connections he has, and um, the NFLPA was with Michael Vick and Bridgewater, but Eli Manning, he, he's really close with the Mannings. I actually met him at the Manning Passing Academy and kind of you know, started rolling through there. When you look at, at during the season, the injury, I mean, I know it happened early in the – it happened in the first game, right? Yeah, second drive of the season. Yeah, so 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 you had it the whole year. Uh, the funny thing is, late in the, I think it was maybe in the midway point. I forget which game it was a home game, and you popped it out. I think on a touchdown run, and CJ popped it back in. You remember that? Oh, I remember it. Yeah. yeah. So, so CJ pops it back in. So after the game's over, we're doing Coach Houston's show, and on camera, I say, Coach, you got to be really proud of your quarterback, how tough he is. I mean, CJ went over and popped his shoulder back in, and he went back in, and his coach stopped and goes, Hey, we don't have to tell the whole world that happened. <laughs> and, so, and I said, Well, Coach, the whole world saw it. I mean, we all saw it on the sideline. Yeah. But but he was yeah. his point was. We're trying to protect Holton. How much did you worry that, that teams knew about it and they were going to come after you on that side? Yeah, I really didn't worry about it at all. I mean, it, it hurt pretty severely um, up until about, you know, three-fourths through the season. Then, like I said, the muscles kind of built around and it slowly started 
started to hurt less and less. But uh, I, I didn't worry about that too much. You know, if you go into the games worrying about injuries, then you're, you're already thinking about the wrong thing. And, you know, when I made the decision to play, I mean, the doctors wanted me to, to sit out for a little bit, if not the whole season, um, just to give it, you know, some time. It's a severe injury, and um, that's just not who I am. I mean, I worked really hard to get to this season, and the team did. Um, and nothing was going to take me out of that. I mean, the next day I was throwing and I could barely move my arm at all. I remember going home and telling Grace, my girlfriend, um, you know, after the first practice back, and I, I mean, I was in tears. And I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to do this. Like, it's severe pain. Um, and, you know, I mean, we just, we just, you know, had the conversation just to stick to it. You know, that was the decision that I made. Um, I'm a man of my word, and I told the coaches that I'd be available the next week, and I made it happen. Okay, so now your schedule, you, you put the surgery off. Now you got to go through, as you said, uh, the QB country. You're going down to Mobile. If you get the call for one of the other All-Star games, if you don't, you've got Pro Day at East Carolina, uh, hoping to get the uh, Combine invite. How, how does the Combine invite happen? I mean, how do you how do you get one of those? Yeah, um, you know, that's something that's just kind of randomized, honestly. I mean, it can go up until two weeks. You know, invites can go up two weeks until the Combine starts. So, I mean. I don't think a lot of quarterback um, invites have went out yet, but um, you just wait and see. You know, I've I've always believed, like I said after the game, is you know God's going to lead me in the right direction wherever I'm supposed to go. That's where I'm going to go, and um, if I get an invite, great. And if I don't, then I'm going to make the most of my pro day and uh, any opportunity I get. You know, I just got to take advantage of it. And anytime I you know, get in front of these teams, um, just to show them who I am, I'm going to take advantage of it. So wherever that is, whenever that is, um, I'll, I'll be ready. We've talked about this a lot, but the, you know the chances of getting drafted, you know maybe in the later rounds. I think you've said you've heard uh, signing as a free agent might be the best deal because you can pick and choose where you want to go. And quarterbacks are a little different as far as free agent signings are concerned. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean if you go, if you're talking seventh round or a free agent, um, I mean you probably get more money uh, as a free agent, especially as a quarterback. I mean, a quarterback last year. Time for signing bonus was three hundred seventy-five thousand um, dollars as undrafted free agent. So the money's still there, um, and you get to pick your situation a little bit. I mean, you the team still has to want you, but I mean, say you have you know ten teams that are interested in you um, in free agency. I mean, you get to pick what team you go to from there. So um, you know, we we definitely have some team interested. I mean, I, I've met with a lot of teams. I think up to I think twenty-four total um, out of the thirty-six and. So, I mean that's that's pretty that's pretty much as much as I'm going to get because not all 36 te- or 32 teams are going to want quarterbacks. So I mean it's just it's a long process and a lot of it, you know, luck. A lot of it's like I said, just make, taking the best of your opportunity. And you, know, you don't need 32 teams fall in love with you. You just need one, and and that's what we're working on. Have you had a team or two that have really showed a lot of interest? Yeah, I have. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to name them just because just refers respects for them. You know, I don't yeah, know how they go throughout that. But I mean, I've definitely had multiple meetings with you know quite a bit of teams, almost double digit teams now. So um, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a long process. You know, those interviews are are long, and they ask you all sorts of stuff, and then you get on the board and, and talk ball with them and and go through film with them. So I mean, it's a, it's a process that you dream about. But um, yeah, I mean, I have a, I have group text with my family, and um, obviously L.A. times three hours behind them so they'd all be asleep and i'd be getting to my room 12 o'clock you know la time is three o'clock here and and, you know i'd text them i'd be like they're like always they always want to call me and stuff and especially when i was at the all-star game i just text them i'm like look i'm exhausted um these are teams that i met with they all went good and i'll explain it when i get back just because you know how long the the process was and when you're done with them interviews i mean your brain is fried just because they try to i mean they're spending so much money on you you know they're trying to get to the bottom of who you are and, and how you process and how you think so some of the interviews are X's and O's and that type of thing, and some of the interviews are, are a lot different. Have, have there been anything really wacky that you've had to go through? Oh, yeah. yeah there's, <laughs> been, there's been some wacky questions for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been some, some weird interviews where I'm like, how did that even help? You know, what were they even attempting to do in that interview? Um, and, yeah, so, I mean, there, there's definitely been a, a ton of stuff, a ton of random things asked that, I guess do it, and then they outside of that, you go through these tests for them, uh, they like these brain scan test type things where um, you know you do a ton of stuff too. And by the time that's done, it's like a forty-five minute test, and you're staring at the screen the whole time, and you use one button on your screen, and those things are the worst things in the world. I mean, they take forever, and by the end of that, I mean you can barely look straight. It, you know, it, it gets to your brain so long. But I mean, that's their goal is, is try, like I said, to try to figure out every 
little thing about you and, and kind of see who you are and what type of person you are. You were telling me one time about the white balls and then they put three red balls up there and you had to figure out what the three red balls were. Did you figure that one out? No, but I did it a couple more times in LA and it drives me crazy. It's pretty much oh. I told you, but uh, it's pretty much 100 white balls in a box um, and for about 0.5 seconds, three red balls will flash and then they'll turn white again, and then all the balls will bounce around, and you got to pick which one were the three. And then they do it with six balls after that. I mean, it's just like, how am I supposed to do this? <laughs> and believe it or not, and after it tells you if you did good or not. And, and I did really well at that one somehow, which I don't even know how, because by the end of it, I was just picking them, and somehow I got a few of them right. That's incredible. That's, that's some good yeah. stuff, man. You're, you're going through things that, that you'll always remember the rest of your life, and it couldn't happen to a better person. Holton, thanks so much for your time today. I know you got to get some packing done, and you got to get on the road for a Mobile. So uh, best of luck. Safe travels to you, and uh, give us a text or call if you get some good news, and we'll get it out there for you. For sure. Absolutely. Thanks, Brian. Oh. Let's go Pirates. Okay. Holton Naylor is joining us on the Brian Bailey Show. We'll take our final commercial break, and we'll come back, and we'll wrap it up after this. Hi, this is Jeff Charles, and welcome inside the booth. Here's the moron of the month. I'll tell you who it is next. Boy, D, he needs to uh, go sit over there in the corner and say a prayer to the good Lord that he's got all y'all working for him because he's got a good crew there. It's Pirate Radio Live with Clip Brock. Clip, he's like the wide world of sports. Chandler Honeycutt. Chandler, he's like y'all say, he's the rain man of ECU sports trivia. And Shirley Rhodes. Shirley, I can tell she's the glue that holds y'all all together. Pirate Radio Live, weekdays from 3 to 6, right here on Pirate Radio. The guy's name is Steve Kohler, the head men's basketball coach at Division III Concordia University, Chicago in River Forest, Illinois. He took his team to California. They lost both games, and reportedly some members of the team broke curfew. After a strenuous practice seen as punishment, five players on the team were hospitalized after going through circuit training with no breaks. Players were dehydrated and their muscles were breaking down and getting into their bloodstreams. The school has temporarily suspended the coach. He needs to be fired. There are better ways to discipline your team. One of these young guys could have died. A player did spend a few days in the hospital. How can this kind of stuff still be happening in 2023? It is absolute ignorance. Come on back again next time and we'll visit Inside the Booth. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, get rid of unwanted hair and under eye fat pads? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa for a free consultation and ask about our newest technologies and treatments. Learn more at BeautyBarMedispa.com, Red Banks Road, Greenville. Enjoy your visit, love your transformation, and go Pirates! We all have seniors in our life who may need a little extra help with technology. University PC Care's Quick Helps are affordable, in-store, short appointments designed for seniors who may need a little TLC to help with setting up a new computer, help with email or passwords, or help with the latest online scam. They don't need to fear technology anymore. Call 252-558-1280 to schedule an in-store Quick Helps appointment for Greenville or New Bern. Learn more at universitypccare.com. At Jimmy John's, we don't make sandwiches. We make the sandwich of sandwiches. We use fresh veggies because we don't hate salads. We just feel bad for them. We make our sandwiches exactly how you want because you're the one who's eating it. And we bake bread all day, every day, because stale bread isn't bread. It's croutons. Sandwich history is written by the victors. Good thing we have legible handwriting. Jimmy John's, the sandwich of sandwiches. Order pickup or delivery on the app. Hi, this is Morgan Aylers, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. 
You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back as we wrap up this edition of The Brian Bailey Show. Great show today, and certainly enjoyed visiting with Robert Jones, a three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, the former East Carolina linebacker, now in the East Carolina Hall of Fame, and some great information about Zay Jones as well. We're going to try to get Zay on one of these days. Also want to thank Holt Nailers, the NFL PA Collegiate. Bowl MVP, the Hula Bowl MVP. I mean, he's he's won MVPs all over the place, from the Birmingham Bowl to Pasadena, California this past weekend in the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. So congratulations to Holton. Best of luck to him, and we thank him for joining us today as well. That's our show. We'll see you back here next week on The Brian Bailey Show. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, BMS Builders, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio.